Hello and welcome to Weekender, a D&D play podcast. I'm your dungeon master, Brandon Tharp, and I just have to say that it has been a while. Uh, thank you for coming back and listening, and welcome to episode one of the new arc and reboot of We Can't Trip. If you were listening to some of the previous update episodes, you would know that we kind of had to set back the series for a couple weeks due to some outside factors that happened uh, with some other players. So we actually had to assemble a new cast of sorts. So to get things started, I'm going to introduce everybody. As you know, I'm Brandon Tharp, the Dungeon Master. We have coming back with us Cameron Ford. Hey, how's it going? Um... Should I do my character? Yeah, go ahead. While we're doing this, go ahead and give your character descriptions. And uh, for anybody that's new that's listening, if you've listened before, you probably know who Tack is already. But if you're new to the podcast, this is Tack McNuckles. All right. So as what Brendan said before, uh, my character is Tack McNuckles. I'm using the same one as before. Um, my backstory is pretty different. Um, I was dropped off at an orphanage when I was a baby with a cape of some meaning. I was later transferred to another orphanage in Sion Mountains and later kicked when I was older due to bad behavior. I was scavenging for food and looking for places to stay when a dwarf took me in and placed me under his wing in craftsmanship. And that's how I'll leave it off. Dope. All right, and we have Greg Brown. If you listen to our one-shot episode we did the other week, you will know Greg from that episode. But other than that, he is new to the cast, and he's going to be uh, one of the newest players on this arc. How's it going? Uh, I'm going to be a monk dwarf named Nomo Sensual. Nomo by birth, Sensual was added later because I was trying to get a lady or a man to maybe love me because I've never been loved. I was left at a uh, the monastery in Blue River uh, by my parents at the age of three due to my disfigurement. They uh, thought I looked a little bit too much gnomish, so they called me a dirty little knee hugger. <laughs> and uh, I may have a little bit of a speech impediment due to the years of abuse from my parents, but... Uh, I may not be the prettiest thing to look at, but I will defend everyone that I love and all that I love with all that I am, and I'll punch the shit out of you if you get on my way. <laughs> all right, that works. And next up, we have the newest cast member, and he is very new to the podcast, uh, Ian France. Yeah, okay, France, Ian yeah. France. Uh, I I've known Ian for some time just uh, through uh, groups of friends and whatnot, and I knew he was a D&D player, and he contacted me not too long ago, wanting to be our third-party member, because he heard about, you know, the kind of uh, reboot we had to do for the series, and I was instantly welcoming to him to come on board. So, Ian, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your character? All right, well, <clears throat> my name, uh, my character is uh, Pate Asher, uh, front-of-the-mill human fighter. Very basic, but I think it's something that could really help out the group. Uh, Pate actually grows up in uh, South Holland, he is a part of a clan of warriors that have pledged their allegiance to the kingdom uh, of the land that we so happen to inhabit. So uh, at the appropriate age, he is sent off by his father, Master Asher, to join the army where he quickly goes through the, rises through the ranks, becomes an officer. And there he finds out that the army life is very boring. And while he's in the tavern, uh, he hears uh, tales of adventurers explaining what they've gone through and all the excitement they've had. And he thinks this is a good opportunity to hone his skills. So he gets the blessing of his commanding officer, and he goes to his father, and his father sees it as him just goofing off at his age. They get into an argument, and he decides to leave without his father's blessing. So what he does is he decides to take this opportunity to show that his time adventuring is not spent lollygagging, but honing his craft and skill and proving his worth as a warrior. Dope. You said he's a human, right? Yes. Human All right. Awesome. So we have a gnome, a dwarf, 
and a human. I'm actually kind of happy that you're a human because the entire uh, cast isn't going to be just a bunch of little short guys running around I, trying to save the world. Legitimately, I thought about for a quick second, I was thinking maybe I'd be a half elf. And then you asked, oh, what's the other half? Dwarf. <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> well, it's nice to have you. As long as you have the elf's height, that's all that would matter. Yeah. It's a pleasure to have you here. Join us. I just wanted to clarify for people that are listening that me and Baltac and Nomeo are actually Nomo. Nomo. I don't know why I said Nomeo. Just Nomeo and Julia. <laughs> yeah. Um, me and Nomo are actually adopted father and son kind of relationship. I end up adopting him due to me end up being adopted by a dwarf. I end up deciding to adopt a dwarf myself. It's really uh, found a place in Nomo's heart for true love. And uh, very excited for Tack to be my papa. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay, so with that, uh, before we get started, I am going to give a little kind of excerpt about the world that we're in. You heard the guys talk about their various cities and locations that they were from. So for everybody listening, uh, things have changed a little bit since episode – or things have changed a little bit since the – first arc that we did with our old cast we are still in the world of alteran uh, alteran is in a homebrew realm of mine that i've actually used for quite a few games over the past couple years alteran however is a land that's overall been known for its peace a lot of people have come to alteran to seek harmony and just new homes and lives where they know that they'll be safe and there's been no major conflict in pretty much for all of alteran's history there have been you know small tussles and you know combat and whatnot that has happened in the world of Alteran, but that is pretty typical for this type of age and day and type of world that everybody lives in. However, like I said, Alteran is overall peaceful. Pate stated that he was from South Hollow. South Hollow is a major city in the southern end of Alteran. It's one of the biggest cities, uh, perhaps, in the continent, and it's highly known for its uh, arena of champions that they host uh, monthly fights where people come from the entire land to watch, and it's one of the biggest events in the, all the world of Alteran. Uh, one of the other biggest cities in the world, or one of the other biggest cities in Alteran is Soulgrove. Soulgrove is actually the capital of Alteran, and that's where the king resides. Attack was actually from the Scion Mountains. The Scion Mountains are home to the gnomes and the dwarves in the world of Alteran. They pretty much coexist there, and they do a lot of crafting there. The gnomes are mainly known for their machinery and experimental crafts, while the dwarves, as usual, are known for their armor and weapons. Uh, Blue River is the uh, <clears throat> Blue River is where the monastery and the clerics of Alteran are located. This is where Nomo was dropped off at as a young boy, and this is where he learned his art of being a monk, and he learned the ways of being peaceful. So our players, however, are starting in the small town of Driftwood. The only people that know each other, however, in the party so far are just Tak and Nomo for obvious reasons because they have this weird father-son relationship. The players are currently in the Sleeping Stag, one of the most popular taverns on the western coast of Alteran. Driftwood is also known for its docks that has a lot of trade ships that come through from different countries and different parts of Alteran to supply different types of trade goods and, you know, different accessories and whatnot that people use for various shops. So Driftwood, you could say, gets a lot of different popularity and travelers from different parts of the land and often even different countries. So. It is currently Friday night. Our players are in the Sleeping Stag. Nomo and Tack, you guys are sitting at the bar currently, enjoying a drink together, because it is Nomo's birthday, and he's enjoying his first legal drink as an adult. You look around, and you see that there is a band of bards playing on the stage. The bar is pretty well crowded with uh, plenty of people, you know, probably close to 50, 60 people, dancing, drinking, having a good time overall. 
uh, the bar mainly consists of, uh, you know, humans and some uh, dwarves, a couple halflings. But, you know, that's really about it. This seems to be a predominantly humanoid type of town. Oh, gosh. So we're going back to Nomo's birthday, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. What What do you mean? I, um, I'm, uh, look over to my boy, Nomo. Yes, Dad? Drink as much as you want, son. <laughs> and hands him a beer. You got it, dude. Or ale, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so... As you hand him another drink, Grog turns around and says, Hey, uh, is that enough for your son? I think he's had uh, quite a few tonight. Grog is actually a half-orc man that works at the Sleeping Stag. Is one of the very few half-orcs that actually resides in Driftwood. He's probably one of, I'd say, maybe three. And the other two are pretty well related to him as family. <laughs> so he looks at you guys and asks again, So do you think your uh, son is, you know, cut off for the night? I mean, he's, he's had quite a few. You guys have been here for a while. Oh, I'll let my son speak. Have you have you had enough? I maybe I think I maybe have had enough. I don't drink on the job. And second of all, you you're a dwarf. It? You're a dwarf talking like a gnome. So I got hit a lot in the head. It changed my whole perspective on life. Uh, he looks at you, Tack, and goes, "Um, is that true?" Uh, yeah, due to some uh past life situations, well, circumstances. He uh, kind of grew up t with this voice a bit, but his voice does vary. Uh, gotcha. So, uh, qu quick question. I haven't seen you guys around the town very often, but what brings you to uh, Driftwood these days? Um, just looking for an adventure along with my my boy's birthday today. So we thought we should have some like relaxing father and son time, you know. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so the bartender walks away, and he goes to serve another man. And you look to your right, and you see this human man sit down. And you look at him, and this is Pate. He hands Pate a drink, as ordered. And, yeah. <laughs> so he gives me the drink? Yep. I pick it up, and thank you. Oh, no problem, sir. So what brings you to Driftwood these days? Adventuring. That's it? Just adventuring? All right. You like adventuring, huh? I over here. Yeah. You should join us sometime. Dad, that dude looks big as shit! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a little under the weather of alcohol. It's alright. Happens to the best of us. Yeah, it does. Now, how drunk is my son? I don't know, let's find out. Yeah, On a scale like from 1 to 20. We're just oh, gonna do straight from 1 to 20. Yeah. On a scale from 1 to 20. 11. 11. So on a scale from 1 to 20, Nomo is currently at about an 11. So he's pretty tipsy. He's kind of buzzed right now. So you probably think that he should probably maybe start to cut it off just a little to bit. Feel the music. Alright, all right, son. I'm going to take the rest of your drink. Can I, can, I finish, can I finish the last one? No. Okay. I'm sorry, but we don't need you throwing up all over our house. Oh, yeah. That would be gross. <laughs> so I'm going to finish off his drink. Okay. Chug it! Okay, you finish, it. you finish up his drink, and the bartender looks back over and goes, Oh, all right. And he just kind of walks to the back. He, he just kind of ignores everything that's happening right now, because he's still kind of disgruntled and confused by Nomo's weird gnomish voice. <laughs> so as you guys are finally discussing and kind of getting to know each other a little bit, everybody hears, all of a sudden, just like, <laughs> a window from the front breaks, 
and you see this halfling man bust through the window, get slammed onto the floor, and is just covered in shards of glass, and he's cut up all over, he has a black eye, and he gets up, and he starts running away, and goes, help, somebody help, help me please, just please help, help, and he runs through the back of the bar, through the, like, uh, he runs to the back of the bar and goes out the back door, and through the front door, you see three big burly men bust through and kick open the door, and the one who uh, assumes to be the leader goes, Hey, has anybody seen that man that just ran through this fucking tavern? Anybody? Where'd he go? He, we threw him through the window, so he knows in here somewhere. And everybody's uh, in the what? crowd is just kind of looking around silently, kind of in shock that this little halfway man just got thrown through a window. I turn look over my shoulder, like, how dare you disrupt someone's property and vandalize them? Listen, man, I don't know who you are. I don't give a shit about this guy's property. I just want to find this. This halfling man owes us fucking money, and I gotta find him. Where'd he go? Why if you're not gonna help us, we're just gonna leave and we'll go find him ourselves. Why do you need the money? It's none of your fucking business. Uh, well, it's kind of, you know, our business, because. Wait, hold on, quick question. Is this, like, in Scion Mountains, or where. Well, no, you, you guys are no, in Driftwood. Driftwood. Yeah. yeah, Driftwood, duh. Are we quite familiar with this? Is this like our hometown, or? No, we're gonna no. say you guys are like traveling through. Like you right. guys are like you guys are pretty much traveling through. So you don't really know anybody, honestly. Well, I don't quite like your attitude. Well, I don't quite like your height. So with that, we're gonna take our leave. And they turn around and they walk out the tavern. I'm gonna nope. stand up, and I'm oh. gonna address all of them. Excuse okay. me, gentlemen. No, oh, yeah, yes, yes. You do know disturbing the peace and causing a ruckus and what seems like extortion is against the king's law. Listen, does it look like I give a shit about the king's law? In front of a former officer, I think you should. Oh, a former officer, you say? Well, you're a former officer for a reason, which means you can't do shit to me. Now listen, I run this town with my boys. Now we're gonna go find this halfling Matt. Can Good day, sir. Can I roll... I want to do a roll. Can I do intimidation? Yes. Sick. Still in the spotlight over there, Mr. Ayan. I know. <laughs> Never mind. I got a five. Yeah. Total. <laughs> what do you try oh. to do to intimidate him? That just fails epically. Um, I'm just gonna just stare him down, and but I would assume he's already turned around, so I'm just. Staring if you at stare the... him down, he thinks you're checking him out, and he's just like, uh, "All right, bye." All right. Can I do well, something? What did... Oh, I'll, I'll let him say no something. <laughs> I want to uh, talk to the gentleman and be... Let's see, how do I want to phrase it? I want to mention how he's being disrespectful, and if he talks back to me, I'm going to slap him. Right in the mouth. <laughs> it's my birthday, I'm a little bit drunk already, right? i got to <laughs> fuck something up. <laughs> so you're going to say what to him then? Uh you know, sir, this is this is an establishment. You don't own it here. You may think you own the town, but you should be a little bit more respectful and watch that dirty mouth. He looks at you and goes, Are you trying to mock me? If you think so, then maybe. Why are you talking like a gnome? Because that's my voice, son. He looks at Tack and Peyton's like, you don't is look he, at is that. He even drinking. You focus your attention on me. Yeah. I'm the person talking to you. He looks like he's gonna try to slap you in the face. Yes. Oh my god. I he misses bad. He rolls so a five. Badly. So he goes to slap you in the face and you just kind of jerk back a little bit. 
Uh, can I use a reaction? That, like, well, let's oh, see. Let's oh, let him try to react. Uh, um, does yeah. Does Nomo want to react to this? You know what? No, since he missed, I'm gonna wait. I'm okay. gonna just. <laughs> hey, and uh, looks like you uh, don't have that good of accuracy, do you, bub? Okay. At this point, he looks at his. Oh. his he looks at his boys and goes, "All right, you know what? I think it's, it's I think it's time we teach these little these little shits a lesson." And uh, at that point, we're gonna roll for initiative right in the middle of this God fucking bar. Fucking damn it! <laughs> What? what I wanted to do was I was going to try to intimidate them, pull my gun out, and be like, listen, you don't disrespect my son on his You can do that in combat. Alright, right, at this point, roll for initiative. There's three God of these guys. There's big old, big, meaty last. thugs. God damn it! You're just going to hear a lot of just vocalness over here from me. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've just been ready for some action right now, and I'm so hyped. Okay, so let's uh, go down the line, and the initial orders are... Hook attack, what'd you get? Eight. Uh, Nomo, what'd you get? Seven. And Pate, what'd you get? I got a four. Jesus. Jeez. I thought my guys did bad. They're actually all going to go first. Oh. Yeah. No. Uh, so it's literally going to go one, two... That's fine. Three, we got this. It's fine. And then four, five, six. Okay. Ahem. So first up is the main guy that was actually swinging on uh, Nomo. He's going to swing back and just he's, they're just using their fists because they're in a bar. So he's going to swing back and try to pop you straight in the face again. What's your AC? Uh, 12. Yeah, that time he's going to... Yeah, he's, you're, holy shit. Your AC's only 12? Yep. Is that it's right? because he's a monk. He can't wear armor. Yeah, but he's, it should be like 10 plus like two different things. His dexterity and his, and, dex, uh, his stats weren't good. Yeah, remember oh. everything on mine is even. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, you got you got yeah. very average rolls. Yes, we did. He's gonna punch you right in the face for two damage. He just pops you right in the nose. Ow! Shut. Okay, next up is gonna be uh, another one of his thug buddies. He's gonna try to punch uh, attack in the face. Attack what Oh, he missed on a roll of four. And the third guy is gonna try to punch Pate in the face. Nineteen. What's your AC? Nineteen. Yeah, he hits. Oh damn. For two damage. These guys are just using their fists. They're not very uh. Threatening at the moment. So as these guys all pop you in the face, uh, the bar owner looks and goes, "Hey, get the get, get get out, go get out of my tavern right now." He tries to hop over the uh, like the tavern, you know, the the bar, and one of the big thug guys just kind of grabs him, just throws him in the back, and he's completely disregarding everything that he says. And you guys look around and see the crowd just starts to like, kind of back up and form like almost like a circle around you guys, like a circle pit uh, type of fight. So next up is gonna be Tack. Fuck. All right. So. They're like their backs towards the door, right? Yes, with a broken window. Is there, is, is there any? Is there anyone? The broken door. I mean, the broken window is probably like thirty feet back. So they walked in, okay. and uh, is yeah. anyone like behind them? Yeah, the, the people form pretty much like a circle around God you, and they're like it. people are just drinking and like celebrating, and like they they're like just fight, they're entertained. Fight, yeah, fight, pretty much. Fight. They're pretty much entertained by this, and the the bar owner's trying to get through, and he just can't trying to fight through the crowd of people and break it up, and nobody's allowing it. Alright, I guess I'm just gonna just pull my gun out because you know what? I'm tired <laughs> of this shit. And then you pull out my gun. You're pulling out a gun in the tavern? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, I mean They disrespected my son's birthday, of course I'm going to. It seems accurate. You're are you gonna shoot the gun? I mean, I'm fucking hoping I don't miss. Right. <laughs> don't Remember, roll a one. Below oh, the God. waist, it's attempted murder. You're fine. <laughs> or it's not attempted murder, I'm sorry. You've if I get a good enough roll, there's there's a certain way I want want to do this. All right, go ahead and try. All right, don't let me down. 
What do you roll? Nat, Nat 20. 20. Nat Someone's head's gonna explode. Oh I'm excited. Oh my god. Which guy are you shooting? Uh, I'm gonna shoot, go for the main boss, but... The one that mm. punches someone in the face? Yeah. The one that's like point blank range in front of him? All right. Fuck yeah. My okay. whole goal is to like, make sure that I like, fuck up his arm pretty badly. And make this is a birthday no one's gonna scared, forget. Scared of me. Alright. Like, Kratos scared. Roll like. your damage. This is gonna be non-lethal, by the way. I'm just gonna point that out there. How much damage do you do? I'm counting. 18, 18, okay, 18, how do you want to knock him out? I'm just gonna knock him out from just like the sudden like shock of being shot, and not only that, but like the amount of blood that's come out of his fucking like collarbone you area. To where, like, it's not lethal, but it's knocking him out. I would recommend, if you got Nat 20, shoot him in the exact part of his brain that makes him go unconscious with that Nat 20. <laughs> nah, that's that's too lethal. <laughs> that's, that's very borderline lethal. There's no surgeons in this town. Yeah, I'm Except not... Okay. A man who's got Nat 20. So... I'm gonna just make sure that he can't use his good arm. Alright, you pull out your gun in the middle of a tavern... Everybody at this point sees you pull your gun out. They hit the fucking floor. Just, ah! And just, they just drop. And the entire tavern just goes, Pow! and it echoes throughout the entire place. People's ears are ringing. This guy gets blasted in the arm. And so much blood gets, like, he just blasted out. And the explosion from the bullet hitting him just causes him to just straight up pass out. Almost no yell or shriek from him. Just the, the sure impact and pain just ah! falls on the floor. He's just knocked out cold, bleeding out. You don't disrespect anyone on my son's birthday. So, this happens, and his two buddies look at each other, and they look at you, and they look at the, uh, all three of you guys, and they say, Okay, so we're going to play this game. And they all pull out uh, daggers, uh, one in each hand, and they say, Alright, boys, you messed with the wrong crew today. Can I intimidate them? No, you use your fucking action. Uh. You off. <laughs> Nomo, you're up. I'm going to use the uh, tickle stick. <laughs> Good old tickle stick. Alright. Kills me if... Got a 12. 12? Yeah, that's gonna hit. I'm assuming you're not going after the one that your your dad knocked Yeah, I'm out. not gonna go. I'll go after. <laughs> I, I, I can just two. imagine this guy punching you yeah, in the face. Just being like pounding him on the ground <laughs> and beating the dead horse. Just like, fuck you! But no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Three damage. Just three damage? Yeah, I got a one. Oh, on God. Can't side. you punch too? Can you use a bonus I, action I to punch? I could, but I'm, I'm gonna use the stick. Okay. I want to save my fist for... for Wait, are you kids. doing just one-handed or two-handed? Uh, I don't know, I was doing... Because uh... one-handed is 1d6, two-handed is 1d8. We'll do, we'll do two-handed then yeah. instead. Just want to make that fair on you. Yeah. Because I know how much you like the tickle stick. I do love the tickle stick. <laughs> Hold on, we're going to read it. Play it as it lies, what does it say? Because I can't see where my mic is. Four. four. Do got a four. Plus four, so eight. Oh, no, plus two, I'm sorry. So six. So six, all right, cool. So the guy that originally popped you in the face, you you know, you know, got ready to kind of like rapport back with your staff, but all of a sudden you're, you step dad, blast him in the shoulder, and blood kind of just... Step dad, it's adopted dad. Shut up. You're adopted, your adopted father. Your foster, <laughs> yep. your foster father shot him straight in the arm. Blood just kind of splatters across your face a little bit. And you go, oh, okay. So you turn to the guy next to you that's probably, which one, the front, one in front of Tack or the one in front of Pete? Uh, in front of Tack, because I don't know him yet. Okay, by, gotcha. By so you turn to the one in front of Tack, and you just take your tickle stick and 
smack him for, for six damage right across the we'll say like right in the, the chest and blows the wind out of him but he's still standing he's still looking uh he's still looking kind of decent okay next up is pate all right well after the giant shot i am after like seeing him pull out a gun like i'm carrying a, a warhammer and a shield so i pre like hide behind the warhammer and then just kind of peek up <laughs> and then and then kind of like snap back into it and look at my guy and i'm just gonna swing my warhammer at okay jesus christ PTSD moment. I got 12. 12 is going to hit. Solid. 10 damage. 10 damage. All right. So you take your Warhammer. I'm going <laughs> to say this guy was kind of like looking to the side because he's still kind of like confused from the, the gunshot that he heard. And he, he's kind of just he's kind of focused on tack. And he turns back to you. And as he turns back to you, you just take your Warhammer and just crack him right in the head. And he gets knocked on the ground, but gets back up and just kind of <coughs> spits up a little bit of blood. And, you know, kind of wipes from his face. And you can tell that that jacked him up pretty good, but he's still standing. Next up is going to be the guy that um, actually got smacked in the chest by... Uh, the tickle stick. Yeah, by the tickle stick. And he's going to... He's still looking at you, though, because you have this, this fucking gun. And he's going to try to swing on you with his daggers. So, first attack is... Sure, miss. Bitch. He rolled a two. Second attack is going to hit. He rolled a 17, right? What, Tracy? Lucky fuck. He hit. Okay. Don't worry, they're just daggers. Just daggers. Four damage. Compared to a man who just has some kind of hand cannon. <laughs> yeah. Is this two-handed or like one-handed? It's, it's two-handed. So it's a he gets cannon. the wind knocked out of him from, you know, the the, the tickle stick blasts him in the chest. He gets back up and swings with one dagger, misses, but then kind of comes up with the other one and kind of gets you pretty good across the uh, the chest area. Next up is the guy that just got a concussion from this goddamn warhammer, and he's going to try to swing at you with his daggers. All right, that's fine. First one, what's Tracy? 19. Misses with the first one. He rolled 16. Second one is going to miss as well. He rolled a three because he is just so dazed and confused. Next up is Tack. I do like the idea of just, oh, it's my son's birthday. Oh, you want to fight? Let me pull out my shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the Artificer class. It pisses me off. I love it. So I, I think that's why the one guy does, doesn't like Tack is because it's kind of overpowered in the early stages. Yeah, that's why I'm beefing up the enemies. Oh no. Yep. Alright, oh, no. you're up. So, uh -oh. I'm gonna point my, I guess, fucking thunder cannon straight at the guy that hit me. Okay. I'm gonna point that ray as his head. Point blank range? Don't you get disadvantage if it's a point blank? No. No? I thought that was, oh, that's bows, never mind. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think it's, um, they have an attack of opportunity, I think is what it is. Is that, that's, I believe that's what they get, an attack of opportunity. If you attack him point blank? Yeah, I thought that's yeah. how it worked. Like, I would get into that. Like, yes. I would. Yes. Yeah, we're going to go with that. All so, right. you're point blank. You're, you're pulling this point blank up at him, so he's going to get an opportunity attack on you. And Just make it easier for the DM. It's fine, right. everyone. Yeah, well, he's got a cannon that does 3d6 of damage, level 3. That's fine. That's I'm going to intimidate him while I do this, and I'm just going to be like, you're going to tell me everything, or you're going to go night night. Well, as you're saying this, he goes, I'm not telling you shit, man. And he pulls out his daggers, and he's trying to swing at you while you're loading up your gun to shoot. Uh, missed with the first one. Missed with the second one. He rolled an eight and a three. It's going to be PP Pants City real soon here, kids. Twelve. Twelve. Yep, that. Yep. Just tell me how you want to knock him out. <laughs> I was going to say, because I got... Uh... Actually, no, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take off that plus damage that it adds on. So I'm just going to do the 3d6. Either way, it's going to be a 14 damage without yeah. the plus 5. Yeah. Alright, so, um... 
Uh, I'm gonna just yell everyone get down again and then just everybody's already fucking down. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, down. I don't think point. anyone has come back <laughs> up and like, oh, I think the worst of it's on. over, everyone. Oh no. I I wanna you like see everybody slowly start to kind of peek back up. <laughs> oh and they just see if we're gonna be able to get down and they just go, Oh, oh thank god, they just, just have down. they just have Warhammer and knives. It's fine All now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what I was gonna do is I'm gonna aim at his head and I'm gonna quickly aim down at his like kneecap. And just shoot his knee. I used to be a Avenger like you. Yeah, it does. Like, to the knee. Fuck you. <laughs> you blast his fucking knee. You just, like, you don't just dislocate it. You full out just blow his knee off. And he's bleeding out of the leg and he just falls to the ground screaming in pain and just passes out from blood loss eventually. And uh, next up is going to be uh, Nomo. <laughs> I was going to say that. So there's I, only one left, there's right? There's one left that is in front of Pate. Who has a very severe concussion right now from a goddamn warhammer? Uh, <laughs> up one who got their arm entirely just destroyed. One who has his knee completely gone. And then you got this guy that's just God. I feel like I'm fucking intoxicated. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna use the uh, tickle stick again. We're gonna do one-handed. Sixteen. Sixteen's gonna hit. Believe. How much? Three again. It's gonna knock him out. He only he, they had low HP, so he I, I want to just painted. Yeah, painted. Well, you just had damage, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So you just take your tickle stick and you turn and you know how do you do this? Uh, I'm just gonna throw it at him, like <laughs> it, like it's a boomerang, even though that I know it's not gonna come back. <laughs> just be like, <laughs> do, you, do you expect it to come back, or are you like surprised? When it uh, yeah, back? I want to stand yeah, there. He's drunk I'm enough. A, to yeah. it. I'm gonna throw it. Just be like, <laughs> come on, Sebastian. Just Let's try, go! Just trying to use the force to yeah. bring it back. <laughs> you know what? While that happens, like, it, it's the guy in front of me, right? That he yeah. throws at. I, I see him do this, and I'm just going to pick it up and give it back to him. He, I'm assuming his eyes are yeah, closed. Yeah, my eyes are... Yeah, so my just, eyes are shut dreaming this impossible dream. <laughs> and I just hand it back to him. <laughs> I did it! I did it! I used the force! Give me my hand, Dad! I'm going my hand! <laughs> Oh boy! Oh my god! I'm just picturing that in my head. This little gnome fucker, just, just a, a five foot one and a half dwarf, just waiting for his stick to come right back into his hands. Human just walks over and picks just, it up. I can just imagine like you got ready to swing on this guy again with your warhammer, and like as you're coming down, the stick just yeah, goes, boop, just in battle position. He's down, right in the head. And I'm like, oh, and I look at him, and he's just, and I'm like, it's kind of like a. A pity look, and it's like I'll, I'll help. But you, but you're also just like I, sh I don't want to fuck off, like piss his dad off. Oh my god! So <laughs> I think I'm gonna eventually rename the tickle stick into the boomerang because now I believe that it can come back to me. <laughs> or does yawn? Oh my god! Just come on! I fucking hate this game. Okay, so this happens. The entire crowd just kind of slowly peeks up again, and they see these guys like. Knocked out, bleeding to death practically. <laughs> the bar owner walks over and he, he uh, finally makes it through the crowd because they were all down and looks at you guys and goes, "You guys just, I think you just fucked with the wrong, uh, the wrong people here, guys." Um. Well, he shouldn't have disrespected my son on his birthday. <sighs> Can I have another drink? I got slapped in the face. Uh, I don't I'm think not that's, that's serving right. any more drinks tonight. I'm gonna tell you guys to get out of my bar. Fix your window. And probably take these guys <laughs> to the city guard. No. But we'll, Let we'll leave. We'll, we'll do the honor. Since it, it was our fault, we'll take them. Grab them, and we'll go. 
Okay, let me explain something real quick to you guys. So, these guys were, are pretty much a group of just dickhead bandits that kind of go around town, boss people around, and, uh, you know, people like me, they don't really take advantage of me because they know I'll just beat the shit out of somebody, but, like, people like, the you know, the halfling man that just ran uh, through here, I think that was Darius, uh... <laughs> So, uh, you know, they, uh, they kind of go around town picking on people that they know they can get money out of. You know, people like Darius, the half the halfling man, he just watched run through the bar, got thrown through a window. I know they kind of, you know, fuck with him a lot ever since Cassius left town. Uh, but other than that, uh, you know, these guys are just kind of dicks. So, uh, I would take these guys to the guards if I were you and kind of tell them what happened here. And other than that, I'll cover for the rest. I, if they ask why one was shot in the arm and one was shot in the leg... Just tell him that, you know, you don't know how it happened. You just brought him to him. Okay. Right. Um, by the way, who's Cassius? Oh, Cassius. He was uh, Cassius Farlight. He was just a you know, pretty uh, powerful sorcerer that retired here in Driftwood, and he left town not too long ago. We don't really know why. He just kind of disappeared one night. But I know that Darius was kind of like a keeper of his. You know, he helped him out. Uh, Cassius kind of helped take care of him because Darius didn't really have a, a, a family here. So uh, they were kind of like hand-in-hand hand together. So... Darius has kind of been a little lost ever since Cassius left. Uh, nobody really knows why he left. He just, we just woke up one day and he was nowhere to be found. He was just kind of gone. So you just see a single man tear come from Tack, just going through like that moment of being left alone and no one loving him. Okay. Uh. So I don't really give a shit about your personal problems. Can you guys just get these bodies out of here? Take them wow. Rude. Right, I have a business to take care of. I gotta fix my window. I You're gotta right. close down shop early tonight. There's right. blood all over my floors. This is basically a mini crime scene that happened here. You're lucky I'm covering for you guys. I just appreciate you guys, you know, kind of knocking these guys out because they, they're kind of dicks that pick on people. But yeah, other than that, get out about of my the uh, bullet holes, yeah, by the way. Yeah, um, I'll toss them 10. We got gold? Because, um, like, when I was making the character, it gave me... Yeah, you get your, your generated gold from okay, the character. Yeah. So yeah, we, you all, we'll say you have that gold. All right, I'll just give them, like, 10 gold and be like, here, damages... All right, yeah, I guess I guess this will help, but you know, uh, since there were gunshots that came from here, I suggest you guys highly get out of here so don't be asking any questions. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up. A, uh, how are we gonna move these bodies? Cause we got two. I don't know. That's on you guys. I got, right, that's up I got to you guys. Hemp rope, and I'm. I think I'm pretty strong. I got some yeah. athletics. I, I'm, I'm pretty Carrying strong. Carrying dead, unconscious bodies is athletic. Pretty strong. <laughs> no. I got some strength. <laughs> Oh, no, what what I could do? I got some hemp rope. I'll just drag them. I don't give a fuck. Just drag them across You're just gonna the drag track. them through town? Yeah. <laughs> I'll carry one over my shoulder. Okay, make a strength check. Or athletics check, whichever's better for you. I'm looking at 13. Yeah, you're um, These guys, they're not like, they're not like super overweight. They're like average looking guys that are just kind of like, they're a little buff. You know, buff enough to be like, just kind of town thugs, but nothing special. Okay, I try to lift the other henchman on and just leave the leader just dragging on the floor with hemp rope. You're gonna try to carry one over your shoulder and drag another one? Yeah. As I, a gnome? Yeah. Make a one. strength check. Alright. Um. 14. No. Alright. Yeah, at least <laughs> just drag you the carry one. The one we'll say you can carry the one no, over I your shoulder. No, I want to drag the one. Okay, we, we will, uh, you can pick one. You can carry one or drag one. I'll drag the Okay, so you're dragging the leader. I'll take the other one. Too drunk. <laughs> What's your roll? <laughs> I got a two. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Noma walks over. He's like, I got I'll, it. I'll grab it. Like, try try <laughs> you just can't. You're, you, just, you just can't. Think I, can I try to pick up? Yeah, go ahead. Because you're you're a big guy. 
Got another 14. Yeah, you're good. Yeah, you, so you got two of these guys on your shoulders because they're just average size guys. That's big, and dude. Tack is dragging one with a fucking <laughs> rope through town. You're heavy. Thanks, Pete. You guys open the open the door up, start walking out mm. of the tavern. It's getting kind of late outside. It's not like super late, but it's probably pushing like I don't know, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. The um, are you guys out. probably know Driftwood pretty well. You probably, you know, as travelers and, and hearing stories about Driftwood and just how popular it is, you you guys have probably been there more than once just because of how, you know, because of how like you know heavy traffic gets sometimes and like there are goods there and whatnot. Uh, you walk out and you instantly see like the town square. There's a fountain in the middle and the marketplace kind of goes around the center. There's different various shops and different alleyways point out the different directions for you know different homes and like one goes to the path where the stable is another one goes to the forest another goes to the docks um and then there's one that's pretty much the, the guard station is pretty much right across the uh the opposite side of the the town circle so we're gonna say you guys are dragging these guys straight to the guard station yep yeah. all right so you guys drag these guys straight to the guard station in the middle of the night <laughs> just in the street just <laughs> clunking everywhere heads bashing off of rocks in the ground and the dirt <laughs> you pull them up in front uh and as you guys pull them up you see this human man walk out. His name is Rick, and he goes, "What are you guys doing? What? What? What is this?" The um, these three fellers, uh, they were causing havoc in the uh, streets, and we happened to see that there's this like group of bad people that went and decided to try and beat them up, and so they disabled them and told us to bring them so here. So Rick, Rick looks over and he goes, "Ah." Oh. That's Bill, Real, and Thrill. They're, they're just a bunch of thugs throughout town. They like to pick on people. So what, what were they doing now? You said they were chasing... What, what was going on now? They were chasing uh, Darius? Darius? Darius. Darius. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've been fucking with him quite a lot lately ever since Cassius left. Uh, you know, he doesn't left too much protection and stuff now. They think they can force all this gold and shit out of him. But uh, So let me get this straight. He looks over and he sees them bleeding profusely and goes, How did this happen? We just, we were just at a tavern just trying to enjoy my son's, you know, birthday. And these guys came in and decided to try and wreak havoc because Darius or whatever his name fled and hid behind the bar and then like left. And then uh, these like two guys ended up just was like, nah, not letting this happen. So they went and tried to pick a fight with the two guys that were trying to stop them. Okay, what I'm asking is. Why does it look like there's a gunshot wound in this guy's arm and this guy's knee is completely blown off? He fell. <laughs> <laughs> Make a persuasion check. Oh, goodness. Alright, big bucks, no whammies. Big bucks, no whammies. What is the plus three? What's your roll? Talking to the mic. What's your roll? I got a seven. Okay, he looks at you and goes. You've been drinking? Uh, a little bit, sir. Okay. He looks at everybody else and goes, You know what? I'm just going to pretend that nobody knows how this happened. You guys just found him like this, and we're going to say you did a favor to everybody at the bar and drug him here. I'm going to throw him in the holding cell for the rest of the night, and I'll take care of the rest. Could you guys do me a favor, though, and find Darius and figure out what exactly they're chasing before this time so I can question them further? Uh, yeah, I could do that. And on the side note, can I just, like, sneak whatever gold that he sold from Darius back to my pocket. Make a slight of hand. You don't know if he took anything yet, but make a slight of hand check to see, like, you know, to kind of check his pockets. Now, w with the slight of hand check, you're also, you're you're basically doing a slight of hand so, make, so that Rick, like, doesn't see you. Alright. 
And I rolled a 19. 19, yeah. You, so you reach your hand in his pockets and stuff, but you actually don't find any like gold or anything yet. Oh, balls. So you assume that they didn't really get to him yet. They didn't take anything from him yet in this moment. So Rick looks back at you guys and goes, So, uh, yeah, can you guys go find uh, find Darius and figure out what exactly they were harassing for this time? Because I just, you know, they, they, they've been doing this for a while. And technically speaking, there wasn't anything illegal they were doing. But from the looks of it, and he looks over behind you guys and sees the broken window. And he goes, yeah, I think I can take these guys in for vandalism and harassment, if you don't say so myself. So he kind of signals for uh, some other guards to come out. They pick them up, kind of, you know, put them in cuffs, drag them in, and throw them in cells for the night. Uh, Rick comes back out and goes, so, um, Darius is a, a young halfling man who uh, used to be under the wing of Cassius Farlight. He actually used to be Cassius's, uh, you know, caretaker for the most part, and he, you can probably find him uh, in the northern end of town uh, if he ran back to his, you know, his little hut. That's probably where he's gonna be, you know. I really appreciate it. Okay. Nomo's just probably looking... Gone as fuck right now. Uh, I'm just gonna give a salute to the captain. Yep. Kind of gives you like a, a half-ass salute back. Nah, I kind of get side item. <laughs> I don't like that. Okay, nice. so what do? It's like 10. We'll say 10:30 at night. Guess uh, we might as well. I'll pay. Would you like to join us to go see Darius or Darius? Well, it seems like this may lead to something interesting. So I guess I will. Alright. I don't know your name yet. I'll remember in the morning, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind him. He's just drunk. Did you see that I made the boomerang thing happen? Yeah, yes, I did, son. Sure. You, you did good. And I pat, pat my son's back. You did good. <sighs> you hear some guy from the tavern that's like in the back and goes, That wasn't actually boomerang. The guy just handed it to you. Why is everyone a liar out here? <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, just gonna yell, "Shut up, or you're next!" But I'm, he took I think Paige's just gonna roll his eyes and be like, "By the gods, what have I gotten myself into?" <laughs> That's how the channel art's gonna look. It's just gonna be like you in the middle, just like really confused with just the figured gnome or in a dwarf, just like. <laughs> so, are you guys going to uh, Paige's house or not? To Jesus, yeah, my to, house. To, to, Let's yeah. go to my house. So you guys gonna go to Darius' house or? Yeah, we're gonna go to the little hut of Darius's. Okay. So you guys make your way north, and Darius's house isn't exactly hard to miss. It's just like a little—you imagine like a hobbit hut, uh, nothing fancy. So like it stands out significantly from the different huts around town, or like different town, the uh, homes around town. So you you walk about 15, 20 minutes north, and you eventually come upon this little, you know, one-bedroom hut, and you see that the lights are turned off, and everything is pretty well just just dark. Like there's no 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 lanterns on outside, nothing. Uh. Can I use perception to see if this is if someone's actually in there or not? Yeah, go ahead. I got a nine. Nine? Oh, uh, actually, with the nine, you look down in front of you, you <laughs> see footprints that are actually pretty fresh. That probably like yeah, they, they go straight to the door. Hmm. Well, blatantly, they were blatantly just it wasn't long ago. I yeah, just they were like super fresh. I kind of just like motion to these two and kind of point at the dirt. He likes grass. I'm gonna look down and then I'm gonna just walk up to the door and just go. Okay, you knock on the door and there's zero response. Darius, it's um, it's not the guys that we're looking for you. We're we're here because we want to talk about Castius. You hear uh, 
Um. No, thank you. I don't want to talk. I don't. I no. I, I'm good. I'm gonna try to persuade him by using my like. I know what you've been through. Trust me, it's it's not hard to trust anyone. But I want you to know that you can trust me. Of all people, just trust me. I know what you've been through. Roll persuasion. This might be a deciding factor here. Twelve. Twelve? Yeah, with a twelve, uh, the door kind of creaks open. You see this little halfling man, uh, he's just younger, he's super young, like maybe like 19, 20. He's not old at all. Kind of cracks the door open and goes, um, yes, um, who, who are you? Who, who are you guys? Um, I'm a touch my chest. My name is Tack. This is my son, Nomo, and this is... Pete. Um, hi, nice, nice to, nice to meet you guys, I guess. I mean, I've never, I don't know who any of you are exactly, or I've never seen, like, who are you guys and where are you from? Like, is, why are you here? That's my real question. From when, what happened to you at the tavern? We stopped those three guys that were coming after you. Oh, oh, you took, you took care of, like, what do you mean you stopped them? Like, what, what exactly happened? He still has the door kind of, like, creaked open, just kind of, he kind of, uh, he kind of pushes open a little more when you talk about the guys you took care of. They're kind of in the jail right now. You, you took them to the guard? They're finally in jail for once? I mean, they've been kind of been harassing me for a while and taking advantage of me, but you know, I haven't really been able to do anything about it because technically they weren't doing anything illegal for sorts, but... So they're, they're in the jail? They're in jail for vandalism. Awesome. Well, you know what? You know what? Go ahead and come on in. He pulls the door open, and you, you walk inside. It's pretty much just like a one-bedroom. Like It's like one room. He's got like a, a chair and like a bed and I just uh, think like, like a little study hobby. of his own. But I mean, other than that, there's not a big, you know, it's not a really big area. And he goes, he goes, um, I don't really have a lot of room for you guys to, you know, sit or anything and, and talk, I guess, whatever this you want to talk about. But I mean, uh, hold on one sec. He kind of clears off his bed and like clears off the couch a little bit and lets you guys kind of like invite you in to sit on like, his bed and couch. And he goes, uh, so, uh, what, why, why exactly do you guys want to talk? Like, what, what is it? Quick question. Can Pate even fit into the I'm, little hut? I'm going to be kind of like... Yeah, he can fit. It's not like just halfling size. It's like, you know, it, a, a human can fit in there. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm just... So he asked, like, what we're here for. Yeah. Guards just want to check to make sure you're fine. Yeah, um... Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, those those guys have just kind of been, you know... Uh, cause just, we'll say dicks to me for... You know, about a month or so now, ever since uh, Cassius left. Um, but other than that, you know, I think I think I'm okay. Uh, if they're in jail now, hopefully I can talk to the guards some more and, and uh, try to explain to them just exactly what they've been doing and harassing me and, and so forth. Well, that's good. But can you kind of talk to us more about Cassius? Even the city guard didn't seem to know why he left. Oh, Cassius? Um, you see, Cassius was a... A very strong sorcerer uh, in the, the lands of Alteran, and he eventually just kind of retired his ways um, with his old age and moved to move the Driftwood, and just he he looked for a place that was close to the ocean where he could just enjoy the rest of his days. Him and his wife moved here. Uh, I want to say probably a couple years ago. Um, I hate to be rude, but can you skip to the part where he's no longer in Driftwood, and the reason why? I I I, I would skip to it, but I really I really don't know why. He just upped and left um probably about you know a week or two ago uh the only thing i can think of is his wife did die 
But that was, you know, almost a month or two ago, and he actually handled that pretty well. She got really sick and just had some sort of uh, illness or flu-like infection. Uh, they tried to take care of it, but there was nothing they could do. He tried to, to, to um, <clears throat> he tried to take her to Blue River to uh, the clerics and, and so forth there to help cure the the disease, whatever it was, because we couldn't do it here. But I guess she she died along the travels. Uh, they he buried her in her hometown and came back is, and. Is there a place that he stays at? In Driftwood. Yeah, he has he has his house. Um, actually, just right down the block from mine. I actually I have a key to get in there. I was actually his caretaker. I mean, he was, you know, he was he was just old. That, he was looking for somebody to fan, help. That's fantastic. Could we maybe investigate his house just to make sure that this wasn't because of like foul deeds or anything? Because again, it seems like Cassius had a lot of. He he seems like he took care of Driftwood, and the fact that he's gone is kind of leaving people a little. I mean, we can't. I mean, I've I've tried searching his house myself, and I couldn't find anything. Everything's pretty well in place, but I can take you guys there, and we can we can look and, and try to figure this out if you like. Now, on the way there, would you tell us about why these group of like bandits, whatever you want to call them, were coming after you, give making you give them money and everything like that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. Um, hold on one sec. He kind of goes to his his drawer. He pulls it pulls it open, and he pulls out just like a set of keys. Um, oh, put gonna, in his pocket. I'm gonna look at Tack and be like, I think I can figure out why he they get he gets picked on. He's weak. Look at him. Well, yeah. He, he turns but... around, and looks at you, Payne, goes, uh, yeah, he's he's pretty he's pretty right there. You see, when I was younger, uh, my my family, you know, they they uh they they kind of they they died unfortunately when I was younger due to a tragic accident that happened down in uh in South Hollow. So I just kind of moved on with my life and. When I was old enough, I moved, and I found Driftwood, and I came here. Um, Speed and I got it up. A, I got a nice little job here, and then uh, eventually I just started getting picked on by these these thuggy guys. And uh, Cassius, he kind of took me under his wing because he may be old, but he, he was still a pretty powerful magic user, so nobody really decided to mess with me after that. And now that he's gone, they kind of decided to pick up their old routine that they did a few years ago, and here I am again. Now, do you know what their band bandit-like group was called? They didn't really have a group. They were just... A, it was just them pretty much like those three guys they just kind of they thought they ran town for some reason but they really just picked on me and a few other you know younger people and just kind of forced money out of us they're mainly just town bullies there's nothing really significant about them let's just head on over to uh, Cassie's place please I agree okay so he takes you guys to Cassie's place probably like a five we're really close by like a five minute walk so he walks you guys to Cassie's place he walks up and he goes okay this is uh this is his place here but i'm telling you i mean we can look for a while but i don't think there's anything that we're really going to find that i already haven't really found myself so he unlocks the door opens it up uh, kind of lights the lanterns that are inside and says all right go ahead and um you can have yourself a look at whatever you feel necessary i mean please just just don't steal anything or mess anything up because i mean i do respect him and i i don't want anything to happen to him his stuff I mean, he, he's a very important man to me but uh so he where kinda... would his study be his study is uh that's gonna be upstairs uh you know just in, in this one of his corridors so the house is like not huge like medium size i mean it was just him and his wife that lived there so as soon as you walk in you do see like a nice like living room setup with some bookcases and stuff um there's a fireplace a, a few couches and like an end like end tables and like a coffee table they have a small kitchen um you know off to the side the stairwell goes upstairs and they have their master bedroom that has a bathroom connected to it um which you can you look above the mantle of the bed 
and you see this logo that looks like an eye, but it's kind of like the top and the bottom are kind of like flipped. And as he opens the door, uh, uh, Darius looks at you guys and goes, "Oh, that's the um, uh, the the, the Blue River College uh, uh, emblem. Uh, Cassius was a very profound wizard at the the Blue River College, and he that's where he learned a lot of his arts from back when he was uh, you know probably my age." Um, but that's not that's not a big deal right now. Um, his study is this way. So he opens the door to his study and you walk in and there's kind of like like a potions table and like there's a, a shelf with spell books and like you know just a desk for like overall studying and like some scrolls and stuff that are they're, they're empty scrolls. Um, I'm gonna use perception on the uh, his like main desk and see if there's anything okay uh, noteworthy. Twenty-one. Damn. Okay. With a twenty-one, you start you you kind of like sneaking around his desk and you kind of push and shove some papers around. Um, as you are pushing and shoving some papers around, you feel on the desk like a pressure, like a, kind of like a pressure block of <gasps> sorts. Like it's like almost like a little button. Nothing, uh, you know, fancy. I'm gonna look at everyone, and then I'm gonna press the button. Okay, you press the button, and underneath, like where the desk area is, you hear like a like a click. And it sounds like a drawer kind of like unlocked from underneath the area. Uh, yeah, I'll start trying to find pull where the drawers are. Okay, yeah. it's, it's really easy. It's just like right, you hear it, you just right underneath. So you pull the drawer open. There's nothing in it except there is a note. Okay. On the note, it reads, Cassius, it's been a while, some years actually, since we last spoke. Our days at the College of Blue River were some of the best moments, were some of the best moments I had. After you graduated and you married Anna, we unfortunately drifted apart. I recently heard of Anna's death, however, and I'm very saddened by this. The news is that I hear is that she died of a disease which no one has ever really heard of or seen before. But there's something I would like to discuss with you in person. Something I believe that may help find the true cause of Anna's illness and death. Meet me at my cottage on the outskirts of Nikbola. You can't miss it. Just look for the home with the blue door and our college's emblem on it. Please make haste, however. This may be more serious than I would have hoped it to be. Sincerely, your long friend, Keldon. Uh-oh. I'm assuming you read the note out loud? Yes. Uh, that was my voice, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. Darius looks at you guys and goes, Um, well, I didn't know he had that, that secret button on his desk, but, well... This kind of explains a lot now of why he, he left. Uh, he spoke of Keldon to me before, and uh, him and Keldon used to be very good friends until, you know, he just, they just drifted apart because he got married and, and moved. But if this is something related to his wife and his wife's death, then this could be something more serious than we thought because Keldon is very known to study heavily in illnesses and, and just you know, overall disease, and he, he used a lot of apothecary-type medicines and, and spells to try to take care of things. Um... So this this might be a little more serious than we thought. I'm going to kind of roll. Was it like, it's like rolled up paper? Yeah. Well, I was gonna like, say, is it was it rolled up? Was it folded? It was rolled up. Yeah. All right. I'm it was gonna like roll up and tied. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna roll up, tie it again, and I'm gonna stick it in my little like bag. Patch. Like, okay. And then I am gonna just kind of look at everyone. And I'm gonna look at Darius or Darius. It's Darius, right? I, I, Darius. Darius. You don't mind if we take this parchment, do you? Uh, no, that's fine. Um, but if this is has something to do with Anna's sickness and her illness, 
there's somebody I think that you should really talk to that studied her before she actually passed, because it might actually help us a lot. Um, uh, tomorrow morning, because I, 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 she's probably sleeping now, um, and we can probably use some rest, uh, we can go talk to Selena. Uh, she's a cleric in town who actually came from Blue River, or who actually came, yeah, who actually came from, uh, the city of Corinthia, um, which is next to Blue River. And, uh, there she, you know, at Blue River, she trained alongside with Cassius to, you know, different magical sorts and whatnot. Uh, she actually looked at Cassius's wife, Anna, before she died and tried to cure whatever disease was going on. But even her and her studies at Blue River and her, you know, just her overall magical abilities couldn't exactly figure out what was going on. But she did take samples of Anna's blood and the disease itself and tried to study it. So maybe if we can get some information off her, she might be able to help us a little more uh, to figure out why exactly Cassius left and to figure out what exactly he's trying to do. That sounds like a good idea, but... um. What we should do, too, is... Wow, my voice is, like, cracking. <clears throat> what we should do is also let the guards know not to let those three bandits out until... Or whenever Cassius gets back. Um, yeah, I mean, we could do that. But honestly, I might kind of go with you guys. If that's okay with you guys. Just I really that's fine, don't want to be here if they get out. And I feel like it's kind of my duty to help find Cassius. Because I was his caretaker for the past couple years. And... I almost feel kind of responsible for him leaving without me knowing exactly why. So I'd really like to go with you guys if that's okay. Can you defend yourself? Oh, yes, I can. Cassius, he taught me um, quite a few different, you know, forms of magic and uh, whatnot. I know some basic spells and different things that can be used towards our advantage. And I, I can hold my ground. It's just I don't like using a lot of the magic that I know how to use in public because, I don't know, I just feel like if I do, people are going to look at me differently, and I, it's just another reason I can get picked on, or, or I don't know. I, I'm just I'm just afraid to use my, sometimes my powers in public, but if it's for defending myself, I, I could do so. I just, I'm just afraid that if I would have done it against the thugs, I might have, I don't know, maybe killed somebody by accident, and that's not what I want. Understandable. All right. I was going to invite you anyways. I just wanted you to let, just want to let the guards know not to let them out, just in case that they do try to go and interrogate like instigate other townspeople yep okay so uh darius looks at you guys and goes um so i'm sure that cassie's wouldn't mind but you guys can probably crash here for the night instead of paying for you know taxes at the tavern and whatnot um and i can go back to my house for the night and i can meet you in the morning and we can go see selena um at her place and kind of figure out more of what's going on if that's up to you guys that's okay that sounds fun plus thank I think my son's kind of going in and out of over here. That's pretty messed up, man. Thank um, you, though, Carius or Darius, whatever your Darius, name is. It's, it's Darius. I'm a member in the morning, bro. <laughs> D Darius Winfell is my name. Darius Winfell. You know a Dave Winfell? No. no. Neither, neither do I. With him what? Just figuring small talk, baby. Okay. Just asking. We'll, we'll meet. We'll talk to you in the morning. Okay, sounds good. So, uh... He uh he tosses you the the keys like a set of keys to Cassius's house as well. He goes in case you guys leave and need to get back in or anything through the night, just you know here's the keys, and uh, I'll see you guys in the morning and I'll, I'll just stop by in the morning and let myself in and we'll go. Okay. Sounds All good. Right. He walks out and he goes back to his hut for the night. So is there anything you guys would like to do before the night? Or are you gonna go to bed? Uh, I'm just gonna head downstairs and I'm just gonna just take my sword, my warhammer and shield, lay them by the couch and I'm just gonna sit. Cross my arms and fall asleep. <laughs> like a dad pose. Yep. Like you're falling asleep on a sofa like a dad. Yeah. Just looking yep. down, snoring. That <laughs> right. fucking feel, dude. That, that's a big mood. <laughs> um, 
All right, so Pate is dad. <laughs> Tack is also dad. <laughs> My mom is dad. <laughs> it looks like we're both dads, Pate. <laughs> All right. You guys Two dads to... and a son. Sounds like a gay married couple. You guys going to bed? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I got I to heal my two hit points. Like you that. two hit points? <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I got to heal that uh, four I HP that, that taken from. care of. Jesus Christ. All right. You guys go to bed. You get your, your HP replenished from the full rest. The whole, like, four hit points you guys had to get back. Hell yeah. Around seven in the morning, you just hear knocking, and then the door unlocks, and Darius walks and goes, Good morning, guys. Um, um, I hope you're awake, and, uh... You guys ready to go see Selena and figure exactly what's going on? Can we all get some food first, just as I like stretch? Oh, actually, uh, speaking of which, uh, food, I kind of figured you guys would be hungry, so I did yourself the liberty, and I cooked everybody breakfast. He, tw- he pulls around, uh, like, this box that he had carrying on his back, and he puts it on the table, and he pulls out, like, folding trays, like, one, two, three, and there's one for each of you guys, and on each of the trays are just, like, eggs and bacon and ham and just, like, uh. you know, gravy and just tons of stuff for breakfast. And he goes, I kind of have a knack for um, for cooking, if you can't tell. So uh, I made everybody breakfast. I, I just, like, moan, just... Uh. I figured this could kind of help everybody on our journey. Uh. I'm very, I'm a very good cook. I like to assume that my character just slept like that, that like, dad pose, and then wakes up, just picks up his stuff, and then just grabs, like, a handful of stuff, and is just eating it, standing <laughs> up, ready to leave. <laughs> you just open your eyes, arms still crossed, look down, and just one hand, just, like, eating... <laughs> And he looks at you. He looks at you, Nomo, and he goes, "Oh, um, Nomo, just just for you." Uh, he, he pulls out his bag. He goes, "I brought you a little potion of mine that Cassie has taught me how to make. Uh, it really uh, doesn't have too many good effects to it, but it does cure hangovers very well. It's just like a yellow potion." Oh, just give that over to, to me. Yeah. Yeah. You drink it, and your hangover just instantly gone. Oh. It tastes like <laughs> yellow Gatorade. Oh, bacon. Yeah, there, there is bacon here. I'm gonna eat all that bacon faster. Okay. So you guys finished eating breakfast, and he, uh, when you guys are done, he asks, like, are you ready to go see uh, Selena now and figure this out? Hell yeah. Been yeah, ready. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. So he, you guys walk out. He closes the door behind you guys, and the town is now pretty, uh, uh, we'll say lively. It's probably like 8, 8, 9 in the morning after you ate breakfast and prepared. Uh, you people are kind of walking around. They're doing their daily shopping, town t- shops and taverns and whatnot are finally starting to open up and it's pretty uh crowded and busy he walks you guys about 10 minutes south um through town and he you walk upon this building uh it's a little bigger than a home but in the front of it, it just says like selena's apothecary you know it's almost like a business you walk inside a bell rings and there's a front desk just like a business you know for the most part but there's also you can tell there's like an apartment upstairs and there's this elven woman standing at the counter and she turns around she goes oh darius um can I help you? Uh, are you brought friends today? And he looks at her and he goes, Um, yeah, we have um some questions, actually, about Anna's, you know, illness and death. These are my uh, friends that helped me out a lot last night against those, those thugs that like to pick on me through town. This is Tak, Nomo, and uh, Pate. Uh, Tak, Nomo, Pate, this is Selena. I'm going to greet her in Elvish, because I know Elvis. Elvis. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. Elvis. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah. How's it going, little mama? How you doing? <laughs> Yeah. I just think of Johnny Bravo. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, I'll, so I'll greet her in her in native Elvish. tongue. Yeah. No, she's very, uh, like, reciprocative to that. She's, she, like, she, like, really appreciates it and responds back and says, Oh, you very nice to see somebody that speaks Elvish around here. I'm very, I'm one of the very few that does so. Nice, nice to meet you, Pate. I'm just gonna bow. 
She looks I don't know anything they're saying, but hi! <laughs> oh, hi! Uh, he looks at you guys and goes, um, is he okay? I'm gonna grab his uh, head and I'm gonna put his Elvis, head down. I'm going to explain to them that, you know, he's special and he just got done drinking the night before, so excuse me. And she behavior. responds back in Elvis. She goes, oh, okay. She goes, <laughs> in Elvis, she goes, okay. I mean, I thought he was just semi, like, I don't know, mentally handicapped or, or something there for a minute, but alright, that makes sense. I reply with. I think that still is a possibility. Okay. Uh, no, but you don't know any of this is going on because it's all in Elvish. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> we just got done eating. Thank you. I'm, I'm full, but thank you very, very much. Boy, boy. boy. Hush. She looks, she looks at you guys and goes, So, um, what is it that you guys wish to know of exactly? Oh, shit. I forgot his name. Is. Uh, I'm going to uh, pull out the, like, the note. Scroll, yeah, and kind of show it to her and kind of explain that yeah, she pulls it open she reads it and as she reads it she goes ah so this is why Cassius decided to leave um I know Calden personally as well uh he's a very good man and he wouldn't he wouldn't summon Cassius away from his home um unless he knew something very important and about you know especially specifically about Anna and her death I, I tried to do whatever I could here, but simply the materials and tools I had to do it, and my knowledge of magic was not able to cure whatever was going on with her. I couldn't figure it out. It was something I, in the likes I've never seen before. Uh, her, her flesh and skin was almost turning red, and she just started to wither away, like slowly, like her body just, almost like her she was losing all of her muscle tissue, and just everything was kind of shrinking away. And there was nothing I could do about it, so I suggested that he take her to Blue River, to the, the, the college up there, to help figure out exactly what it was but you know news passed that she died along the way and i was very saddened but before she did pass i she did allow me to take a blood sample of hers and i've been studying it ever since and uh i'd like to i'd like to show you guys something maybe you can figure this out so she pulls you to the back room where she has like a little lab set up and she has like you know on a pedestal like a small vial of blood you know maybe like you know three inches tall it's like a typical you know science like vial she brings it over to you guys and she goes all right now look she puts it in front of you and inside of her blood, there are specks, there are black specks in it. And it's almost like they're trying to escape the blood. Like they keep, like, kind of freaking out. Like, almost like they're, like, alive. And they keep bouncing against the glass and trying to get out. And she goes, whatever killed her was basically doing this, but on a larger scale. Now, whatever this is, I had no way to really take care of it myself. I didn't have the materials. Everything I tried just didn't work. There was almost no response to it. But after studying some more, there is something I think that might help, but it's just too dangerous for me to do it myself. If you guys can maybe possibly help me out with this. Anything to help Darius. Darius. Darius? Darius. <laughs> Darius looks over and goes, um, my name is Darius. Darius Winfell? I mean, Any, that's... anything to help Darlo. <laughs> You'll get your name I sooner thought, or later. I thought your name was Darius Winhelm. My bad. God damn it. Okay. I'm uh, just going Selena looks back at you guys and goes, Um, so, there is a... A pond in the river to the east. Um, kind of deep in the... I wouldn't say super deep in the woods. I'm a couple miles in. And in the middle of this pond is a... A small... Like, aisle of sorts. You know, maybe just a few feet wide. And there's a spot in the woods where the trees open up specifically on the spot. And moonlight shines on this island of sorts in the pond every night 
and has been told that there are roses that grow on that pond spot specifically that don't grow anywhere else that I've known before. They're called moon roses, and I've seen them before, but they're very hard to obtain because it's been rumored that there is a spirit of sorts that looks over the lake and guards it. And for me to go by myself, I, I it's not I couldn't risk my, myself going alone. Um, if you guys go and retrieve one of these moon roses for me, then possibly I could, you know, use his mystical effects to help cure whatever is going on with this blood. And if so, if this works as I hope it does, we can make more potions to hand out and deliver to people that are experiencing whatever Anna is going through herself. Um... Do I happen to have any knowledge of this disease or even no, about the nobody, moon flower? You guys have never, you you guys have no idea what this disease is. Like nobody has any clue what this is. The, the moon, moon roses, moon. you might have some tiny knowledge on. Would you be able to use uh, uh, survival? Or would Maybe. that be medicine or arcane or history? This would be probably more of a history check. Or, or history. All right, yeah. All right. all right, there's a lot of stuff. Let, let, okay. let me. Let, I'm gonna let say because of the effects of this, uh, the way she described it to you guys, like it does have like magical properties, which is why she thinks she can use it because it's not just like a typical like herb you would find like in the woods or like in the streets or anything. This has like some mystical effects because it only grows in that one spot, and that's where like the moon shines down on the small island in the pond. Um, I. So I don't have to roll for. So you can either do. I'll let you guys check either history or arcana, one of the two. Either way. I was talking right there, but I do, have, I do have a question. Yes. Um, Let them make the rolls first, we'll get to that. Yeah. Did we just both roll the same thing? Yep. What'd you guys roll? 18. Uh, plus 7 on mine, so that's a 25. Okay, even with a 25, she talks about the moon roses, and you've heard of them before. Like, you know they exist, but you always thought they were just, like, rumor. Like, you know they have, like, magical effects that other plants just don't have. But you've never actually seen one or experienced them firsthand, like, and like nobody has really studied them like in depth enough to know what exactly they can do, or how they're even like they so, even like, came we, to existence. We know of them. Yeah. We know. But that's about but it. You know they're magical. We've never personally seen. Yeah, you know they're magical. You know that they exist. You mean you, you've heard rumors of them, but you've never actually seen one, been around one or anything. Uh, okay. I I was gonna ask, did we think that was like some sort of like legend or like? legend tales of this and that or no yeah it's it's a thing that you've heard of multiple times you know just in your your history and days but you've never actually been around to see him what was your question uh it's actually towards the the elf woman um what makes you believe that others may be suffering from this if there's no recorded events of, of this disease how could we actually know it's happening to others the thing is i i don't know I'm, I'm, I'm unsure. I've never seen this before in my life. But if this is something important that Keldon wanted to speak of to Cassius, then something tells me that whatever happened to Anna isn't the end of what could happen to others. This is something of the likes that, like, not only have I not seen it before in my entire life or heard of it, in a weird sense, I was almost fascinated by it because as an apothecary, I do like to try to cure whatever I can. And the fact that I was unable to cure this really almost frustrates me to a sense. And I would feel more accomplished and maybe a little more at ease knowing that even in Anna's death, I was able to find a cure for whatever happened to her. Could we take the vial with us to see if it would even react to the flower from inside? Like inside the vial? Yeah, you know what? She goes, yeah, um, let me, let me split this vial for you, you... in half. One of you folks can handle that. I don't trust any sort That's of... That's all my dad. 
all any sort of this kind of magic and kind of I'll blood just, magic and um, whatever this may be. In my bag of I'll forget that it's there and I'll drink it. <laughs> yeah, he he he's actually being serious. Oh. He, he might forget. Okay, too. so talk. I don't feel so good. So um, oh. all right. She walks over. She takes another vial and she kind of she says, "This is the only." She says, "This is the only." sample for blood that I have left because I've tried various different methods on it and nothing's worked. So this is all I have left. So she splits it. She puts like half in like you know, another thing and like gives you guys the other half. She goes, take care of this. Do not lose it. If something happens to it, I don't know if I can risk giving you guys the rest because I need to figure out what it is I can do to solve this. Now, the moon pond, which is in the forest to the east. It's not going to take you long to get there. Maybe a couple hours by foot. Okay. Now, Rumor has it, and I've heard that I've only heard this. This is not, you know, something I I know for sure. I haven't experienced it myself, but a lot of people have tried going there to kind of test it out and see if it's true, and they come back saying it's. Would you stop playing with your fucking nipple? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just saying, just just. Anyways. Are you doing that as a character, trying to like get her to be like? No. Oh God, no. <laughs> Anyways, when you guys go into the woods, it's been rumored that the moon pond, like I said, is being guarded or haunted um, by some sort of spirit or ghost. Um, a lot of people say it is from a, a young girl that drowned at the pond many, many years ago. You know, before maybe even we were even born, and ever since her death, she has haunted or kept guard of the lake or the, the pond. I'm not sure why, but I, I know plenty of people have tried going there to kind of see if it's true, and they come back scared out of their mind. So, it's happened enough to the point where I believe there is maybe something there that's guarding it. Like an evil entity? Yeah, but I'm not exactly sure what it could be. So, when you guys go there, if something does show up, do not be surprised, and just make sure that you are ready for whatever could happen. Well, I suggest that we maybe go to a weaponsmith to get... Or some kind of enchanter, because I have nothing that can fight spirits. I agree. Do you know anyone, or could you possibly? Okay, I I personally can't do anything. I I'm more of a medicine type person myself. Um, but I'm sure if you go to the Black Knife docks, uh, somewhere near there where a lot of the tradens come in, you might be able to find somebody coming in, or you know just some sort of like trade goods that are being shipped across that somebody might be willing to part with. Um, to have some sort of, you know, assistance to what you may need. I guess I'll swallow I'm sorry. Why? Because the Black Knife docks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. PTSD times. Alright, um, we'll head there ASAP. Okay. So, she directs you guys to the Black Knife docks. Um, and you guys would know just from, you know, the way that Driftwood is that they get tons of shit from like different parts of the country and tons of stuff from different parts of the world that get shipped in from Alteran and they from there in Driftwood they distribute the stuff to other places so a lot of the tradespeople that meet in Driftwood to pick up their supplies often go to their other places to sell them like across the land so you pretty much assume alright we just gotta find somebody here that is, knows or has like a, a sense of like magical items or weapons that sells this kind of stuff so we know the way okay so you guys exit Selena's apothecary shop. I want to say goodbye to her and okay. Elf. She says bye back to you in Elvish, and she kind of like gives you like a nod, and because uh, she appreciates you speak Elvish in her native tongue. She says uh, goodbye to the rest, the rest of you guys. Darius looks at her and goes, um, "Thank you, thank you, um, Selena, and uh, hopefully we're back soon, and we can 
figure out what's going on. Um, and just just so you know that when we do get back, I am gonna head with these these men to help find Cassius, and hopefully hopefully we can figure out what exactly is happening. Come on, Jarius, whatever your name is, let's go. Darius, it's me. I'm all right. I'm oh, coming. I'm coming. On. So you guys are walking out, and Darius kind of runs uh runs out, closes the door behind him, starts catching up to you guys. Bye, Darius. And <laughs> and down the street, the four men walk to the Black Knife docks to find some magical weapons to fight against the rumored spirit at the Moonlight Pond. And that is where we're going to end our session. Yay, first episode, rework number one. <laughs> sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to We Can't Trip a D&D podcast. I know things have been kind of weird lately with us not uploading episodes due to the cast change. It the, will get better. In the reboot. Uh, th- uh, <clears throat> we're going to be uploading episodes weekly again officially. Our first episode is going to be up. Holy shit. We're going to be. <laughs> that, we'll upload sense. this later. You <laughs> yeah. never know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start uploading weekly again. Our new upload day is going to be on Monday. So Mondays, we're going to have all of our episodes uploaded weekly, and it's going to be on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, anything you guys can think of, you're going to find it there. Make sure to like us on Facebook at We Can Trip Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at We Can Trip Podcast, and you can also find us on Instagram at We Can Trip Podcast. Make sure you like, you subscribe, download, share with your friends, and we'll be sure to see you guys next time on We Can Trip a DD Podcast. Is there anything you guys would like to say before we go off? Uh, Thank you guys for continuing to listen. We really do appreciate it, and we just hope that you keep going along with our journey. Uh, yeah, I hope I didn't suck in this, and I'm, I don't know how I feel about Morty joining the team. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> He'll be fine, though. He'll be fine. Uh, you know, uh, just keep on keeping on. and Enjoy your Monday. Drive safe when you're listening. And uh, maybe we'll uh, catch you on a flippity-flop. <laughs> All right. And with that, we're going to end. Well, we will fun. see you guys next week. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to the new arc. I'm your Dungeon Master. And Brand- Fuck. <laughs> I'm your Dungeon Master. <laughs> you fucked up your own name. Uh, I'm the Dungeon Master. Brandon. Fuck. <laughs> My name is Frack. I'm your- Shit. Shut up. <laughs> I'm your dungeon master, Brandon Tharp, and we will see you next week on We Can't Trip, a D&D play podcast. Peace.